Paul Klee was a painter, but he was also a musician. He played the violin in an orchestra, in a string quartet, and with his wife, Lily, who was a pianist. Contemporaries say he played well, but we don't really know that. There are no recordings of him. Well, at least we know what he liked to play and also what he liked to listen to. And we also know that he occasionally commented on concerts with a pointed pen. I would like to tell you a little bit more about all this and much more in loose order. I am Marianne Keller, the head of archive at the Centrum Paul Klee, and this is the podcast Paul Klee's Playlist. Paul Klee was born into a musical family in 1879. His father was a music teacher at a teacher training college, his mother a singer. He learned to play the violin and seems to have been gifted. In his diary, he noted down as a teenager what he played and, above all, where he played. Chamber music, house music and as a musician in the symphony orchestra of the city of Bern. Although this was not exactly a highly professional orchestra at the time, Clay was obviously able to keep up. Clay himself, however, preferred to play music by Johann Sebastian Bach during this time. And he sometimes compared him to the painter Arnold Böcklin. As time passes, I become more and more afraid of my growing love of music, he wrote in his diary in November 1897. I do not understand myself. I play solo sonatas by Bach. What is Böcklin? It makes me smile. One of these sonatas that Clay enjoyed playing so much is number one in G minor. And now let's listen to just under a minute from the third movement. An excerpt from the third movement of Johann Sebastian Bach's solo sonata number one in G minor, a sonata that Paukley often played. In the sheet music that we keep in our archives, there are many fingerings and bowings marked, and the corners of the pages are all brown from turning so many pages. All the scores, individual parts and piano reductions from the estate of Paul and Lily Klee are stored in the Centrum Paul Klee archive. A total of almost 450 works that document the musical preferences of the two. And they range from Bach to Mozart and Beethoven to composers of the early 20th century such as Max Reger, Ferruccio Busoni or Paul Hindemith. But more about that in a later episode of this podcast. Now let's stay with Bach for a while. The young Paul Klee worships Bach like a musical god, as he notes in his diary. And he not only played Bach, but also listened to him. In concert, of course, but also on records. In our archive, we have several long-playing records with orchestral works by Bach, including the third Brandenburg Concerto in G major in a recording with the famous conductor Wilhelm Furtwängler. 
Here is an excerpt from it, but beware. It's a historical recording from 1930, and there is a lot of crackling. beginning of Bach's third Brandenburg Concerto in the 1930 recording with Wilhelm Furtwängler and the Berlin Philharmonic. Clay bought his record and was really up to date. Furtwängler was one of the star conductors 100 years ago. Unfortunately, we don't know how Clay played the violin, but at least we know what an orchestra sounded like 100 years ago, and Clay had to fit in there somehow. By the way, the historical recording is very different from the way Bach is usually played today. For comparison, here are a few bars of a new recording of this concerto. The Akademie für Alte Musik Berlin with a few bars from the third Brandenburg Concerto by Johann Sebastian Bach. Next to brushes and paints, the violin is probably Paul Klee's favorite object. It is with him on each of his numerous moves and later he even has two instruments, one at home and one in his studio. And one of these two violins is on loan from the Klee family to the Zentrum Paul Klee. A testore, as Clay proudly wrote to his fiancée Lily in 1906. In other words, an instrument from the violin-making studio of Carlo Antonio Testore in Milan. It was built in 1712, and Paul Clay fell in love with the instrument straight away. It did not have a great tone, he said, but otherwise it had a wonderful soul and a fabulously light response. Actually, he was trying out the instrument for someone else at the time, but he quickly realized, I absolutely want this violin for myself. But how to pay for it? It costs 300 francs and he doesn't have the money. Unless he sells his old student instrument. No sooner said than done. One week after holding the violin in his hands for the first time, it is his. Clay is overjoyed. An excerpt from the third movement of Bach solo sonata number no. two in D minor, another piece that Paukley often played himself. In addition to Bach solo sonatas, Clay also played violin concertos, not with orchestral accompaniment, however, but with piano. And since his wife Lily is, in Paukley's words, a pianist par excellence, he also has the accompanist in the house. 
he writes to his parents, we play Bach so that it just cracks. And in Paul and Lily's music library, we have sheet music of Bach's piano invention, the Mass in B minor, and the St. Matthew Passion, the Preludes and Fugues, the Weltschampel Klavier, and so on. In short, the whole range of Johann Sebastian Bach's music. And on his records, there are also one or two Bach pieces to discover. I'll tell you more about the Clay family's record collection in the next episode of this podcast. Besides Bach, there are one or two surprises. Or would you expect that Clay also listened to music like this? The beginning of Igor Stravinsky's Petrushka, of which Paul Klee owned the record. Surprised? Yes, Klee did prefer to play Bach, but that doesn't mean he didn't know and appreciate the music of his famous contemporaries. But more about that in a later episode of this podcast. This is the Zentrum Paul Klee's podcast, Paul Klee's Playlist. Alexander Hermann and Mario Reinhardt are responsible for the technique. I am Marianne Keller. <laughs>